You're listening to the Paracasual Destiny Podcast, episode 44. Hello and welcome to the Casual Players Corner of Destiny. And thanks for tuning in. We broadcast live every other Saturday night at 7 p.m., And I think we're just about on time tonight, which is unusual. And you can find uh, the archived audio of this broadcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sewell Time, and we are here tonight with Romance Girl. Hello. 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 Uh, The Green Stego. Hello. Hello. Do you like to put the in front of Green Stego sometimes? (laughs) Make it sound like an old 1950s sci-fi horror. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Sally Bug is back with us after a hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, a bit of a hiatus. In a and, while. Yeah, yeah, and um, wow, lots to talk about because we skipped last week, so it's been three weeks instead of two weeks. Since our last broadcast, um, and yeah, there that means three twabs have uh, gone under the bridge since we last spoke. Come and gone. Come and gone. Um, and boy, that last episode that got a lot of hits. I think um, whenever Richard's on, uh, it seems there's quite a few hits. Uh, about twenty percent more people tune in. I don't know why that is, but uh, that seems to be how it's been going. You should take my place permanently. Uh, well, uh, is that is that your resignation letter? <laughs> <laughs> no, we miss Sally Bug. No, yeah, it wouldn't be the Paracasual Destiny podcast for sure without the Sally Bug. <laughs> I'm just going to put the in front of everybody now. <laughs> yeah. So you sound like a creature from some campy horror movie. Um, so uh, I listed a few things. I went over the last few twabs and we kind of finished. We were ending with uh, Festival of the Lost, which I think we talked about quite a bit. And then came the Iron Banner. Which um, I was personally kind of excited about because of the glowy armor that they introduced Mm. for the Iron Banner. So I made it a point to finally use some of that synth weave from Ada One. And I got myself all gussied up for the Iron Banner using uh, the Universal Ornaments feature that is included with the game free of charge. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody else uh, do any Iron Banner last time around? Um, I did a little bit. Oh, yeah. You were trying um, to finish up a quest from Season of the Splicer, as I recall. Yeah, and then, then hit that hiccup, and I was like, uh, why did I even bother? But, mm. you know. Yeah, the melees weren't counting, right? Yeah, the melees weren't counting. It didn't matter what kind of melee it was. just wasn't going to trigger. So I yeah. finally just deleted it. I don't know yeah, why I but that was after that reading quest. 20 Reddit posts and watching five YouTubes. 
<laughs> and then you think you're going to be the one that figures out the workaround and just, just make sure happen. that it was actually a bug and it was a thing and it was, yeah, it was. and that's fine. Yeah, you got to abandon that one, pick up the fresh one next time around. Abandon that one, yeah, and maybe pick up the next one that comes around in December. Yeah. If I'm if mm-hmm. I'm so inclined. I find myself liking to go into the Crucible, even the Iron Banner, less and less these days. So, Well, wait a minute. Can we back up here? You were having a, a grand time. A grand time in the grand Iron Banner. Grand time? Hmm. You were kind of having fun, I might dare say. Oh, one thing we can say, uh, Sally Bug and I went in as a team into the Iron Banner and played a good number of matches and I think what kept kept spirits up, despite your bugged quest from Season of the Splicer, what kept our spirits up was it seemed like there were a lot less blowouts, like I'm calling it. Yeah, I'll definitely say that. Yeah. It definitely seems like I don't know if they've made a change to the matchmaking or if it's just because you and I were in together. Right, I don't know. So we were in a different play, a different pool. We weren't in the, but I did even like after you and I weren't playing, I did freelance and it still wasn't doing a lot of blowouts. At least in my opinion. What, what did you guys play at all? I did not. I haven't played uh, Iron Banner in forever. Been all. I was actually thinking about that. I think it's been since like season of the chosen, maybe. Hmm. Well, there is new, new It's not armor. like we're purposefully uh, avoiding it, but just sometimes, somehow, every time it comes around, we're not, we're not there for it. Right, mm-hmm. right. Eh, the stars and just don't align. Because it's like it's the best way for me to get pinnacle gear. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And now my character's at the soft cap of this season, um, a little bit above. I'm at thirteen twenty one. And so I would probably, you know, I would have benefited from completing those pinnacle bounties, but I just... And at least two of them are pretty, you know, pretty accessible. It's just play mm-hmm. games or capture zones. I forget what the other one, capture zones. Yeah. So... I usually get I, three I find out that of I four. can usually get those two. The other two are a little bit of too much of a grind. But um, yeah, it just but hasn't, that yeah, just hasn't when lined up not, for us. I ended up being um, home on a Monday during Iron Banner. We talked about this last time. Iron Banner came around and I played on Monday and it was a dream. So if I were available during the that's day on I, Monday. You were having fun. That's the time to do it, but that's mm. not usually in my, not usually available for that. So, well, um, moving on, next topic. Now, this has been ongoing, and it's been a recurring theme over the last three TWABs, last few weeks, is the ongoing trials revamp experiments. And um, I have not played trials at all. I have not tried this one little bit. I should. Yeah. I know I should. It's kind of hard to comment on it, right? Yeah, it, it is. Other than, players. other than the podcasts we listen to and sort of the YouTube content we, we keep up to date with. And um, 
I, I kind of deleted Twitter on my phone, so I haven't been on Twitter as much to see what the all the uh, <clears throat> positivity is <laughs> surrounding, <laughs> surrounding the trials experiments. But um, I, we watched uh, today, we watched a little Fallout plays, and he was in there doing the latest lab trials this weekend, which is a capture zone. Um, and it looked like he was honestly having some fun. Of course, it's card-based yeah, card up until t- Sunday, and then they go back to the flawless pools. So yeah, they yeah. Put, they put the they they're switching it around. Kind of backtracked because they were doing they did like a they tried out a win-based matchmaking. Right. I guess for for a weekend, and. Um, that was not well received. Well, by the vocal minority. At least in minority, the social media. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't like it. But uh, yeah, we really I can't. Can, I, 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 I will say this. Um, how does everybody feel about the direction, what they're tr- doing here? Is it worthwhile? Is it good for the game to have trials be something? I think there's a I think there's a pool of players that are very committed to it. And an even smaller um, pool of devs who are very committed to it. Um yeah, I just I th- I, I think there's an I th- I I just I don't know. I think it's maybe, worth maybe. having a pinnacle PVP activity. Yes. Right. Yeah, I, I, I feel there. I feel that, and especially from veteran players like us, we're casual, but we've been playing this game a long time. And I feel like Trials was the lifeblood of the game in uh, D1 uh, for a period of time there. It really gave the game some longevity and carried it through into Destiny 2. Um mm-hmm. So there's a place in my heart for it, but what they're doing now, sometimes I feel like they're asking for the impossible. They want an end game PVP competitive mode, but they also want a huge population in it to make it good. So they're trying to get new players, lower skilled players to, to come in to the game mode at the same time, you know, rewarding the highly skilled players. And it just seems like you can't do both. Or it's very, very difficult to find that balance. And they, their heart's in the right place. They're trying to find, they're, they're giving percentages on like the 5-0 blowouts and everything. And trying to implement changes that would like lessen the blowouts and eat, make it a little more interesting so there's more 5-3 matches or f- even you know 5-4 5-3 matches mm-hmm. instead of 5-0 right. um, so I get what they're doing um, that being said the, there's I feel like they've done a m- miraculous job with the cheating and um, account recoves but again uh, Sallybug and I have talked about this balancing the discouraging measures, the measures that discourage account recoves interferes with the streamers 
desire to do carries some of the time it's at odds the 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 desire to achieve um to shut out the account well, because it's supposed business. to be 3v3 not 3v1 <sighs> exactly i yeah. don't know it's just they've t- they've taken on a, a a really large task here i wish them luck yeah. i hope i hope something comes of it and i hope there's a at least you know and nothing lasts video games don't last forever although this one has has some legs i mean it's lasted for seven years and it's still going pretty strong and it's finding itself in so many ways i hope the trials tradition and piece of the game and pvp in general remains healthy going forward i think i'm i'm hoping and there's it, good things it seems in Witch like Queen. they're just they're they're i would they're love a mode for us trying to figure out a way for it to to exist in the game in a way right. that um discourages cheating but encourages people like us who don't do it but it, you know, I don't know, try, trying to get us to say, hey, why, why don't you give this this yeah. mode a go? I mean, you're only going to go in know. and get pub stomped for so long, right. and then you're going to leave. Right. And then if you're, you're a top-tier player, you're only going to sweat matches for so long where you can't do carries on your stream or make content for your YouTube channel. That's going to get old, too, if it's just all sweaty. So they're trying to find a middle ground there for everyone. It's 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 tough. I wish them luck. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what comes of it. That's what Bungie does, though. They do what's never been done before. <laughs> they, they boldly go where no game has gone before. Um, on a lighter note, uh, we would like to, uh, here on the podcast extend a warm welcome to the new community managers that have come on board. Uh, Sam and Liana have joined um, I almost said Deej, uh, DMG <laughs> and Cosmo as community managers. Uh, so, that's exciting. Now yeah, we've, got, it's, um, we've got four community managers now. The game yeah. should be running pretty smooth now, I, I would think. And, and uh, The community's other- gotten bigger. Right, and I think there are other members of the community manager team or the community team. I don't know if they're considered yeah, community like managers, Griffin. but right, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's Griffin, and then there's another one that's kind of another Nicole. another. There's a Russian dude. I know there's a too. whole team now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it it's. I mean, I I think that that's good because I. I think that it's the community's too big for just one person, and yeah. Um, although I think have... Deej could handle it single-handedly. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the community was smaller when Deej was handling it too, <laughs> and he ended up having to bring on others. So. Yep. Yep. No. I'm just I I think that it's good because the community has gotten big, and you want to hear the voices of everybody, and that it's nice that they have. That they're finding others. Question for uh, Green Stego and Romance Girl: Did you guys get solicited from Bungie to do a survey recently? Yes. 
Did you do the survey? I yeah. Uh, I am looking at it now. They sweeten the pot. It's like if if you do get chosen to Zoom with them, it's like four hundred and fifty bucks. So yeah, and a diary. You keep a diary. It looks like. Yep. Yeah, I went yeah, ahead and it's did like the. A week -long I filled thing. it out. Yeah, I and filled it, it out. And it sounds like they're going to be like certain tasks that they're going to ask you to do, and you'll just keep a a journal of it. It's very cool that they're uh, doing this kind of research. Yeah, and I think that's great. So, I think we'll see that where that it's goes. Way cool. I, I mean, I don't I don't hold out any hope that I filled out the survey too. I don't hold out any hope that I would get picked, but. Seems I, um, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know about the survey. I did search my email. I don't regularly search my personal email anymore. Because um, I just find myself tired of email after checking work email. But yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> it's there. I'll fill out the survey. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I like the concept, right? Because I feel like the concept is hey, we're, we're going to we want some feedback that's a little more focused rather than what people spew out on social media, Reddit or Twitter. It's a little more constructive and a little more, a little more broad reaching than doing one of those like community summits. Mm -hmm. So... Right, because it, it it's going to capture a lot more. You know, like the summits are great, but they really are talking about people who, like they, they pull in people who, you know, do the game for a living. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always best to get as many perspectives as possible. Yeah, so I even if I don't get chosen, I appreciate they're doing here the concept so i do too um i try something here uh oh my goodness that kind of uh is crazy right right now oh, let me just see if i can yeah rain what are you talking about uh no oh yeah we are having a storm over here no i'm trying to put the the twab notes up of the the weapons uh, changes oh, here. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I'm gonna crop it a little bit on the fly here. This is a professional show, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, let's talk about the um, weapons changes as well that were in the latest TWAB just last Thursday. Um, did anybody get to uh, see that or? Read about that. Honestly, it's a long list. It really is. It, it really it's is. So, yeah, it's so exhaustive. Um, it yeah. is. Yeah, it really is. Uh, to just to summarize, everything's getting a buff. I'm sure there's going to be some more nerfs coming along, and there is kind of like a nerf buff thing. Uh, going on with some of these things but um 
Shotguns are getting a buff in PvE. Linear fusion rifles, which I was surprised by, are getting a damaging, a 10% damage increase in PvE. Maybe they're, uh, I'm thinking with the linear fusion rifles, they might be thinking uh, for next season they want that anyway when the, what is it called? Particle, whatever that makes it insane construction yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'll when that goes away they'll still want them to be used so maybe that's like why they're doing that kind of happened uh that's kind of happening been happening for a couple seasons where they put a mod like this um to kind of like encourage the community to use this weapon type yeah. and then they get a lot more data on it right or like Accounting for the damage. Oh, I haven't game. taken off my fusion rifles. Can't stop. Won't stop. Yeah, I, I've been using them quite a bit myself. So sorry, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, though. But oh, that's I, OK. How to, based on this whole list, I don't know if we're going to like go through. I hopefully no, go through I, it piece by piece. No, but I am happy the thing that stood out to me i think probably the most was the fact that they're changing the cryosthesia 77k oh well that's you're jumping way down to the exotics down here but yeah you you did seem very happy about that well i couldn't use it i couldn't get i couldn't adjust my mindset for shooting the gun to like doing it on release like i just i couldn't do it so yeah you were frustrated i've i've never just, seen you cry over a video game until well, come now. on <laughs> I did not well cry. not anyway. cry but you know what i mean just complete anguish no i just i gave up i was like i can't use this gun so i just put it in my vault so i'm looking forward to being able to pull it out of my vault and and possibly give it a go again so so what we would we learn here? We learn that Sally Bug does not like variable trigger. She only likes guns that uh fire on the trigger press instead of the trigger release. Yes. It's an odd feeling, actually. And I noticed that the uh, uh what is it? The Devil's Rune does the same thing. Devil's Rune sidearm. Uh, mm-hmm. when you're when you're just pew pewing with it instead of just holding and like a fusion rifle. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, also the charge shot uh, moved to special reload. Getting a final blow with the sidearm enables access to the special reload. Uh, once the charge shot is fired, the weapon reverts back to standard sidearm mode. Does not cost your entire magazine. They made it better. I can't wait. And I've got the catalyst done for that, too. So I'm going to pull that out when this change goes into effect. That's impressive, too. Yeah. And so um, for the the archetypes, they're they're also also busting, uh, busting, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be busted. They're already busted. I think swords, uh, the caster swords are are getting a buff, less am- less mm-hmm. ammo cost for doing the heavy attack on those bows. Are getting a ten percent. Not the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh bows yeah. are getting a, a buff. Uh rank and file enemies uh dam- damage against rank and file are up ten percent. <clears throat> Sidearms and fusion rifles. Uh 
um, are getting a spit the speed, the projectile speeds getting like a million percent. Oh, that's the one with the Did frame you hear rate issue. About this great, yeah, this big issue with the 60 FPS. And, yeah, the hit scan. Okay, that's why that is. So that's cool, you know. If we can ever find an Xbox Series X, it'll be worthwhile. Do you even need to have a above 60? I don't don't know. Some people do. Some people need um, unlimited frames. I remember when um, a clan member and also family member got the Xbox Series X initially. And I was over at his house and watching him, and he had like the I forget what it was. I think it was the I think it was the FPS. He had mm-hmm. it bumped way up, and I was like, okay, I'm getting motion sickness. I can't can't even watch. No, this. that wasn't uh, FPS. That was it wasn't field the FPS. of view. Sensitivity. No, it was field of view. <laughs> oh, field the field of view. Of view yeah, was field too of view wide. can actually yeah. make you a little woozy, um, especially on a big screen. Um, Vex Mythoclast, which does anybody here own that? I don't think anybody has the Vex. No, in no, this group. Um, Ghost does, yeah, he does. Oh, hey. he, if anyone deserves it, well, yeah, it's getting a nerf, of course. Uh, some reduced aim assist, it's a problem in Crucible, I know that. Um, yeah, so they're they're nerfing that. The fighting line was an interesting one. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing to it, other than uh, buffing it. Uh, there's some a piece of information missing here for me. Something it's like easier to... to get a reload, uh, reload right. buff. Right. They they reference a nerf that I, that I don't recall happening to it. Oh. They're talking about the fact that it has infinite ammo is a problem. Yeah, it's a primary weapon. Yeah. And so did they nerf that somehow? Like, so it's not infinite damage. Like last seat, like at the beginning. Okay, that's okay. That's probably what I'm missing out on here that that things don't make sense. But they did buff uh, the reload, like like Romance said, and um, its duration as well. Arbalest now has intrinsic anti-barrier. Next That's season. me clapping because the more things that have intrinsic anti-barrier or overload shot or whatever, the better mm-hmm. so that we can have a little more choice going into these legend and master Especially yeah, the legendary I really feel lost like they sectors. They need to be doing that with more yeah. of the exotics. Mm-hmm. Um, I was loving. So, you saw me today. I did the legendary lost sector, the proving grounds. Was it? Oh no, it was no, in. No, no, no. You you were doing the one on the tangled shore. Tangled the, shore today. Yeah, and man, that Ariana's vow was beautiful because it had the anti barrier. Oh yeah, actually. Um, so pulled out fun. Ariana's vow, and I was like, "This is actually a lot of fun." It it is a lot of fun. I just I got the catalyst for Ariana's. it too. The catalyst is great because it gives it a bigger magazine, which it needs, you know. So it's it's so much fun. Um, 
Especially with a hunter, if you can dodge reload. Oh, it's so great. Uh, Sleeper Simulant is coming back, folks. Uh, an, an oldie but goodie. Sleeper Simulant. Increase magazine, magazine size from 3 to 4. Increase PvE damage. 6%. When do these all go in effect? December 6th. I think it, uh, yeah. Okay, just number update. Yeah. Right when the... Right when the... Um... 30th anniversary edition. Yeah. So. Do we have any Suros users in the pod? Stego. I've used my Suros quite a bit. You may want to use it a little more, it looks like. Getting a huge buff. Plus 30 range, Maybe I'll plus 3 zoom. actually be able to finish zoom. the catalyst for it. Ah, uh, now's the season of the catalysts grinding because if you're anywhere near through the um if you're anywhere complete with the What's your most embarrassing pass, catalyst that you haven't unlocked yet? Wardcliff coil. Or are you I talking to Stego? I don't think I even have it. Uh, I, I'll say Bad Juju. Mm, mm. I think I got that one last season. I went through an arm and a leg to get the catalyst, but I haven't unlocked it yet. So it's like, mm. why did I go through the <laughs> so much? <laughs> right, right. I wish I had the Trinity Ghoul catalyst. That yes, oh, that's, like really... a, that's just so much fun. That's just destiny being fun. Yeah, I'm gonna throw Tikus in there. I think those I two are just great. It. Yeah, those Tikus are like, uh, is the solar version of of Trinity. That one, some of them you that just one I am embarrassed that I don't have the the catalyst. Risk Runner, I would really highly recommend getting a catalyst yeah. for that. Yeah, and now it's gonna be worthwhile getting the Cryosthesia 77k catalyst. Yeah, I just unlocked that too. Oh, nice! Last season, so I'm excited about that as well. Who remembers this uh, golden oldie? Leviathan's Breath. Uh, I don't think I ever used it, really. The name sounds familiar. It's a bow. It a, it's a, an exotic bow. I remember when it first void came out. bow that goes in the heavy. Yeah. It goes in the heavy slot, right? Yeah. It does. See, here's the thing. When you said that, I thought you were referencing Dragon's Breath from D1. <laughs> oh, I loved that. I loved like, that. Oh, I Even like though that it wasn't that here. great, I still loved it because it was just such a cool weapon. Mm -hmm. It was great. Dragon's Breath. Wow. I Now you've got me inspired. I want to go back and play some D1 just to use that again. Uh, <laughs> so Leviathan's Breath's getting, getting some love. Whisper of the Worm, which I know our pal Richard's very excited about that. Um, How dare they buff Whisper of the Worm, but don't bring back the Catalyst? Yeah, there's How no dare. there's mm -hmm. no mention of the Catalyst, unfortunately. Um, Darcy of all weapons is getting some love. Who uh, has the Darcy Catalyst unlocked? Uh, I'd have to go to no. Dim. I can't remember. My Darcy yeah, has, is 356 
kills since I unlocked the catalyst. It looks like I unlocked the catalyst and then pretty much gave up on it. Yeah. Well, That's it may be worth revisiting. Like, that, like at the end of a season, uh, like I've done everything else. I'm going to look and see which um, weapons I have the catalyst for, but I haven't actually finished it. And I try to grind them all out. So I get the catalyst I mean, increased and then damage just move in on PVE to the next. Is, is good. Good. Malfeasance. Gosh, I haven't used that in a while. They really want you to that reach into like your vault. Too. Huh? Seems like it'll be a fun gun. I remember it being fun when it first came out. So. Dead Man's Tail, which I've used a lot. Um, Does it need buffs? Why are they buffing this? Less recoil, improved accuracy. We've seen this scout rifle's usage drop dramatically on console since the recent nerf. There was a recent nerf that made made it tough on console players. So Mm -hmm. they're they're compensating for that to get the console people to get back into using DMT. Air apparent catalyst. Now, they actually mentioned a catalyst here. There was a data error in the air apparent catalyst resulting in it granting too much damage resistance against players. This has now been corrected. That was a PvP <laughs> crucible problem that they corrected. That's La- funny, actually. Lorenz Driver. Can, can we pause for a sec here? Sure. I actually saw something recently. Did anybody else here know that in PvP, if somebody has the air apparent shield up, and you hit it with your own Skyburner's Oath, cracks it. It's like super effective against the air apparent shield. Oh, little, there little you rock, go. Rock, paper, scissors there in the meta. A little, little bit. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, I wonder how Arbalest would do with the air apparent shield. Oof. Too much damage resistance. Uh, reduced damage resistance against players from 75 to 25. Woo! Uh, oh, wow. That's big. That, is, that was a steep yeah. uh, damage resistance. In addition to a shield, that's crazy. Oh, this brings up a good point. They talk about Lorenz Driver. Um. It's getting a little bit of a nerf. Removed ability energy regeneration on picking up a telemetry. Telemetry is that? I even... forgot it had done. It did that. Yeah, it. it, it that's like <laughs> seems like the only significance that telemetry had in the game. No, it no, gives it, you. It, it increases damage. Telemetry. Yeah, doesn't it? What is telemetry? If it does, anyway? I didn't know. I thought it's it was just to level up the gunsmith. It's no, it's specific to the Lawrence driver. Oh, oh yeah. when yes, you get a kill yes, with yes, it, yes. it you drop like a little tag. Oh, and it's called a, a telemetry. You go pick that up. So, and then when you we pick it up, it, it increases the damage, and now it it doesn't also give you ability energy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It just right. gives you the extra damage. It didn't need the to damage do that. Off. Yeah. yeah. They were just like, oops, that's too much. Like, why does it do that? That makes sense. <laughs> okay. 
And then they adjusted Traveler's Chosen as well, similar to Lorenz Driver. It seemed appropriate to adjust PvP. And uh, changes aren't noticeable in PvE. So they did some PvP weapons tuning in that area. And then there's some perk adjustments with Adrenaline Junkie. Vorpal wedding, uh, Weapon perks are getting both a nerf and a buff. Now, would you attend a Vorpal wedding, though? <laughs> Why not? I'm sure there's Destiny 2-themed weddings. At this point in the game, I would say yes. Where the uh, groom is dressed up like Cade. Anyway, 15% um, damage on all weapons. That's what it was. It was a, across the board, 15% increase in damage. Now it's 10% for heavy weapons, 15 on special, and 20 on primary. So they kind of so made... primaries get a buff, heavy got a nerf. Yep, 5% each way. Yep, no change to damage versus players in super... Whirlwind Blade got a uh, nerf. Number of stacks needed to hit maximum damage from 5 to 10. Okay. Pulse Monitor. That's a lot of hits. Uh, I like that, though. Yeah, I do, too. Whirlwind yep. Blade was kind of OP. And it looks like... like point it, where it was kind of annoying, too. I didn't use Whirlwind Blade yeah. anymore because it was just, like, too <laughs> easy. Like almost just too too much of a well, easy don't button. go that far, but yeah. <laughs> and we'll probably stop the the cheesiness for like when we were sorting uh, Riven to death. Riven. Yeah. Was it Riven? Yeah. <laughs> but also before that, in I, what was that? Uh, the dark pulse drinker? monitor seems like a big buff. Pulse monitor is, monitor is a huge buff, I think. Changed threshold for activation from 90% health to 30% shield. Now requires much less damage to trigger. So it's probably going to just be activated every counter. You're I in. literally only have five weapons with pulse monitor. That's how little I cared about it before. And that's probably on accident. So the thing is, with these changes to, to perks... I, it, it moves what what a god roll is around on a lot of weapons, I think, and mm -hmm. what people are going to be looking for. And they warned us. They they said you may want to get a Jurassic. What's the pulse rifle? The Jurassic whatever it's called. Green. Green. Yeah, you may want to get one with adrenaline junkie, and we can see now why because that they buff that uh, perk. Grenade eliminations boost the stacks immediately to 5x. That's amazing. Um, all right, so that's pretty much it. And then there's a couple mod changes that they're doing. One I feel is very significant and pretty much... I was telling uh, Sallybug, I feel like whoever is working, the mod team, the people who are working on mods, are being really creative. Um, quick access sling. I don't even know what that is. The usage of this mod is very dumb. It's extensively used on bows and breech grenades. So, 
I know what that mod does. It improves swap Let's speed, ask right? Ask him It improves uh, swap speed uh, when you empty the magazine. Okay. So that's why grenade launchers and bows, because that's just automatic. Right. Yeah, it's like the mod to put on your special ammo grenade launcher. Well, I'm all, I'm very much looking forward to the um, full auto and the full auto retrofit when yeah. it has it. Like, yeah. uh, so I'm wondering if they have that full auto retrofit as a mod. Are they going to take the full auto perk off of the weapons that might come with that? Like scout rifles. Right. And pulse rifles that con and sidearms that like any of those isn't that come a, with full auto. Yeah, isn't are there they an gonna, archetype like, that's full auto? Are they gonna change from full change that perk to something else? Yeah, I think they've decided that full auto there? is just an accessibility setting. Right. Which queen. And so that's their that's the direction they're going in. Right, right. Well, what's so, what's curious to me is what a full auto hand cannon is going to feel like. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a full auto hand cannon. It'll be interesting. It's going to be so slow. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It'll be weird. <laughs> be useless. Be interesting. Probably. <clears throat> we'll see. But but on like uh, adaptive frame burst. It said it for, for particularly nice. for fast firing semi-automatic weapons. So it must mm -hmm. be the hand cannons that are fast firing, not like the really slow, clunky ones. Well, sidearms too. Yeah, it'll be nice, especially on sidearms. I think so. Yeah. Um. I'm going to get rid of this. Um, welcome, Sam and Liana. Just yeah, another welcome from another, the Minions of Mortimer. Another welcome, the, from, yeah, the, another from, welcome. The, from the community. Um, get rid of that. Oh, uh, you know what it's time for? I just realized. What's that? It is time for the uh, our first... A uh, special segment of It's Time for Paracasual Loadouts. Yeah. Paracasual Loadouts. Time for our Paracasual Loadout discussion. Uh, what's Has anybody been running uh, any kind of builds or pulled out an old exotic um, lately? Uh, kind of. I Since we last spoke, I finally unlocked the final tier on... Um, <laughs> artifact, and I got particle deconstruction. <laughs> so I've been using 1KB. <laughs> nice. Once you start using it, you can't stop. We actually, yeah. um, I did the same thing. I had the, I had 1K, and we got on with our clan mate ghost yesterday. Was it yesterday, Neil? Last night? Um, and thought, okay, let's try to do that nightfall. And we were trying to. Oh no, it was it was Thursday because we had Thursday off. And um, doing the doing the nightfall, we were trying to not the not 
grandmaster i'm not high enough not and not even master i think we were just doing the next one up but we were trying to get the hundred thousand which we couldn't do we tried it like three times so we just kept getting oh, like nine nine thousand yeah. like literally ninety nine thousand like three times in a row it's just like okay yeah it's just not gonna happen um but yeah i pulled out the one kv with that particle deconstruction it's like yeah this is just silly fun it's so much fun I hadn't used it like I got 1kv so late in the game in terms of getting it that um, I hadn't used it too too much and so it was kind of it's fun to pull it out and be able to use it blow yourself up <laughs> blow yourself yeah up. I've blown myself up quite a bit with it that's <laughs> it's worth too. It <laughs> it's worth it it's so worth it yeah Warcliffe coils like <laughs> that as well yeah, no, no regrets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today I um, was trying to work through some of the seasonal challenges that I haven't gotten yet. And one of them was solar melee kills. So I put on my phidias spathe which i hadn't done in ages like i usually just put on my double dodge six coyote and like just live in that um so it was kind of fun to put on a different exotic and and use that and solar subclass for that matter so which i don't do very often either so it's kind of fun to do something different and go out of my um, comfort zone. Um, so, nice. as far as guns are concerned, I can. I mean, I think I've just been mixing it up and doing different things, except for staying within the realm of the fusion rifles. The nightfall was rigged. We're getting word from the chat that the nightfall was rigged. Yeah. It felt rigged. It certainly felt rigged. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Which one I was mean, it? ridiculous. Why can you get like 99,000? It's like, come on. It was it proving was grounds. Like, it was the proving grounds. Uh, one time we actually oh, waited no. to see if like another wave of ads would come out, but then you wait so long that your modifier starts going, like the timer, like the. Mm hmm. And the, the points start going down. It's like this is this just like we're not yeah. going to be able to do this, are we? Yeah. So. Well, a couple of things uh, in terms of my loadout recently. Ever since episode forty-three, which is yeah three weeks ago, I've been using that uh, Mister Freeze build that Green Stego talked about in his Mod Academy, and it's been great. It's so much fun. I did get, you know, I have the Augur's Scepter Catalyst, and so just just lots of fun. And also today, I discovered a new YouTube channel. A fella named Divide does a different loadout every week. And it's pretty cool because he, he shows his loadout. Oh, sounds like it's coming for Stego's job. Yeah, no, it's it's cool because he does the loadout, and then he goes into like a a grandmaster or a legendary lost sector or a master lost sector and t 
talks about how how he uses it, which is a little added benefit. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So and I so I that was the Ariana's vow. I was on my hunter. And so I did an Ariana Ariana's vow lucky pants build for a um, blade barrage hunter. That was a lot of fun. It got I got me through that lost sector really quickly um, to try to try. I think I was going for um, legs, the exotic legs. Um, I still need a lot of those exotics, by the way. It's like. Hmm. Anyway, uh, let's see what what's uh, what's going on with Richard in there. He uh, oh, he just said are. that the nightfall was wrecked. Yeah, he's probably right. I don't know why we couldn't get a hundred k. I guess we weren't doing it fast enough. Anyway, um, do we want to move into our touch of grimoire segment? It's our hexa weekly. Segment, are we ready to, to do that now? Yeah. Yeah, let's head on over to uh, Touch of Grimoire. The Paracasual Destiny Podcast presents A Touch of Grimoire. Sally Bug? Yeah, so I thought we would touch upon how... Um, Spider is in a whole heck of a lot of trouble. <laughs> we knew it was coming. We we been. I mean, well, I mean the. He's been a bad boy. And I know boy. this has kind of been going on, kind of in the background all, all season. But again, didn't want to like talk about it for spoilers and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. until. Plenty of people had had enough time to do enough of the events and and so forth. But um, there's a couple of pieces of lore that um, hint at 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 this. And in addition, um, there's some interesting conversations that happen. Um, and I think what I want to do is um, go over those conversations that the conversations that happen specifically after astral alignment, there's like a 30 second dialogue that happens after you pick up your loot. And um, the ones that stood out to me were um, there was one where the queen asks Petra what Spider has done um, to help in the um, in the trying to get the te- Techians back, and of course Petra responds with none. Um, and then another one. Uh, it was interesting. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily related, but, um, at one point Glint, um, says, I think Spider still misses you to, um, Glint is Crow's ghost for those who are in the know, like Sally Bug. (laughs) So, so, Glint, so Glint says, I think Spider still misses you. He's saying it to... 
to the crow. And then Petra <laughs> says, Spider, Scorn, and Savathun, you're an atrocious judge of character. Which means me kind of on a little, like, had me um, a little on an aside. Like, why do Petra and Crow hate each other? Well, I think Crow doesn't hate Petra, but Petra really does not like Crow for some reason. Well, and Petra was by our side when we hunted down Aldrin. Uh, that's true. So, Petra so she's killed Aldrin. And so she, she's holding some a grudge. Versions, she's the one, yeah. They kind of left it up for interpretation, right? She could very well be the one who put yeah. the bullet in his she head. She could have been the one who pulled the trigger. Sure. But it that, seems like she was I mean, never a fan of Aldrin's attitude. And she also holds um, resentment against him for like opening the Dreaming City and releasing the Taken and the Scorn onto and makes the killing world. Cade too. She was yeah. close with Cade, right? But I think what Sally Bug is saying is um, the Crow is that not Aldrin. Aldrin. So what the heck right. is Petra's problem? Yeah, well, like Petra. Um, it might be of the belief, like some are, that certain traits get carried over. Right. From she's not, uh, she's not convinced that there's awoken to guardian, and she might think that, like, I just, yeah, I don't want anything to do with you. Right. Right. And anyway, that was a little bit of a side. So at one point, in one of those conversations. The queen is talking to Glint again and, and says, Glint, if you had to describe how Spider, and I'm not going to try to talk in the queen's voice, <laughs> if you had to describe how Spider treated Crow in a single word, what would it be? And then Glint hesitates. He says, I wouldn't want to offend. And he said, the spider is not here. And he says, horrible. He treated him like dirt and then like just goes on like a diatribe. It's like, you know, he was tortured. It was like kept going on and on. And then um, the queen says, that's enough. I have all the information I now need. Ooh. So, um, and then another, and then the last one that comes up is after Sav after Savathun, I after we are finished doing what we're what after we eradicate Savathun's worm or whatever, I'm sending my paladins. I want to send the paladins to the Tangled Shore and remove the spider and all his loyalists from the reef permanently. Sounds like a coup. Yeah. They're going after the mafia boss. All well, right. They don't call her the Queen's Wrath or nothing. Petra. You've been listening so, to A Touch of Grimoire. Not done. <laughs> 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 you turn the music you off. You've also got a very weird. You've got like your the slideshow screen. On oh yeah, our, we're having some technical difficulties with our slideshow. Pardon our yeah. dust. Our dust. Pardon we're no longer full screen. Yeah, you're right. There so, we go. Um. At any rate. There's a, also a couple of lores that I wanted to, to bring up. The first one comes from the Wayfinder shell. Um, 
And I'm going to have Green Stego read that for us. Wayfinder's Shell. You ever hook a ghost's navigation telemetry up to a jump ship? Me neither, but there's a first time for everything. The Drifter. The sound of noisy chewing echoes down a long metal corridor in Spider's Lair, interspersed by the beat of footsteps. You ever try any of this? Drifter asks, tugging on a length of chewy, battered meat clenched between his teeth. Spider ambles along beside him, pausing to give him a look. No, Spider answers, his respirator hiding the way his upper lip curls in disgust. What is that anyway? Your boy said it was chicken, Drifter notes, nose wrinkled. I'm thinking he ain't ever seen a chicken before. Spider's sigh is muffled. The reason I asked you here, he says loudly, forcibly redirecting the conversation, is because I wanted an honest, unfiltered opinion on the situation in the city. Tastes like petroleum and bubblegum, Drifter mumbles, pulling the wad of meat out of his mouth. Drifter. Drifter raises one brow as he looks back at Spider and claps a hand on the big Elixney's shoulder. Come on, I know what you're looking for, he says with a laughing confidence. You want old Drifter's seal of approval on moving your operation. Spider is silent, but resumes walking at Drifter's brisk pace. The Kell of Kells runs a tight catch, Drifter says as he flicks the chewed up meat onto the floor. That whole mess with the future war cult aside, things are looking up for his people. Drifter glances at Spider, then jabs his side with two fingers. Emphasis on his. A fine time for humanity to start differentiating between us, Spider sneers. But they let you stay there, so they can't be too discerning. Let is... Let? Let is a bit strong, but I get your point. Drifter says, The hallway ends at a large pair of closed doors, unguarded, Drifter notices. Now that Marasov has returned, I think my days here in the reef might be numbered, Spider explains as he flips open a rusted panel, then keys in an access code. The doors jerk to life and slowly grind open. She may have some hard feelings over my little bird, he adds over his shoulder with a laugh. But let's be honest, she seems like the type to hold a grudge. A bright light spills past the open doors and Drifter is eclipsed by Spider's shadow. So no, Spider says as he swivels to face the Drifter. I don't want your seal of approval. Spider steps to, steps to the side, allowing the Drifter to look more fully at what is hidden away in the hangar. A ship. I want to know if you can smuggle me out of the reef. So, um, for sure, the spider has gotten wind of the queen's wrath, and he just wants to get the heck out of Dodge. Um, and I, it's interesting. So there's another piece of lore that came from the Lorentz driver. Um, let's see. I still see a weird, um, I don't know, 
Are you yeah, we, we left on full, the YouTube? We, yeah, we so left present. There we, again. Go. there we go. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know why um, it's doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird. So anyway, for the Lorenz driver, I'll read this one because it's shorter. Um. Weapon systems no longer weapon system no longer explodes when trigger is pulled. Prototype seven dot two dot one revision notes. What about this rifle? Scorso asks over the sound of two brigs moving cargo. Her overseer, a three-armed vandal named Pixie, pulls back the drop cloth covering it. He takes a moment to assess the way ri the rifle is pieced together from non-weapon components, then motions towards where the brigs are walking. Good meals can still spoil, Pixie says. Bring it but all these spare parts can be left behind. Scorso nods in acknowledgement, but instead of immediately returning to work, she sidles up close to Pixie, her eyes darting around the warehouse. Is this really happening? She asks in a whisper. Pixie steps away from her as she sets, down, sets the rifle down on a nearby crate. Maybe, two hands in greeting, two hands concealed, it is a matter of survival. Scorso challenges Pixie's avoidance and circles around the crate, four eyes narrowed. Spider's scared, she whispers again. Isn't he? Pixie quickly leans in. You say that any louder and I can't protect you from what will happen next, he says in a sharp whisper, glancing over his shoulder. Where will we even go? Scorso asks, searching Pixie's many eyes. Her supervisor's answer is a backpedaling shrug. Don't know, Pixie lies and gives her a toothy smile. But like some Elixney say, the light provides. So, um, obviously there's something going on. There's so I don't know, and and honestly, I didn't quite. And I'll take your input, take your guys' input, but um, I didn't quite know whether or not these Elixni are um, working as part of the Queen's um, desire to get rid of them or if just the spiders um, the Elixni that were working around the spider working for the spider were going to um, revolt and go against him and anyway, I think he's getting it from all sides is what I'm saying. <laughs> and he's not long for the for the world of destiny as far as I'm concerned. You think he'll be removed from the game completely? You sound like Drifter. He's not long for this world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he'll be relieved? I mean, moved completely? Yeah. Well, it's... The Tangled Shore is getting but, vaulted. Well, yes, the Tangled Shore is getting vaulted. Do you think the spider is going to get smuggled out and that he'll escape and that he will return or he's going to be eliminated? That, that would be my... That's my question. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with him. He's as beloved as Cade, so 
Hello? Hello? Yeah. Someone's gonna die. Yeah. Hello? Oh, there you Hello. are. Okay. Oh, were you, you saying something? I think she was yeah. cut out. Yeah, you were you you cut out for a second there. Mm. Say it again, romance. Oh, just that About spider. Uh, they did confirm that spoiler alert back in the game was not a coincidence and someone's going to die. Oh, but everybody thought it was um Osiris. We'll see. We'll see. It could be Spider now. They're toying with us. I think it's going to be Mara. What? No. Really? I don't see her going into Witch Queen. I think only one Witch Queen survives. <laughs> I mean, only one Queen survives. I don't know how else um, Savathun would be able to escape into her own throne world. But there can be more than one death. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I just feel like Mara Sob has been such a bit huge part of... That's why the... it would be so impactful. Right, it would be. She's also but... kind of a, a villain. You mm. know? Yeah, I mean, she's a not... A, I mean, she's not a likable <laughs> character. I mean, I guess some people like her, but she's just been almost like this... We, we need her and we have like this weird uncomfortable alliance with her yeah but, i mean it's um, it's weird to to be at, in an alliance with someone who just kind of casually was in a sigh said oh i should have destroyed your traveler long ago right right like, oh, she's yeah. just, what Good point. Yeah. <laughs> she's got like the you know this power maybe she will maybe maybe she'll die maybe she won't survive this trying to um eradicate Sabathun after getting getting rid of her worm. If Mara dies, what will become of but, the Techians? I don't know. And if and Mara the dies, city. then does that mean that Crow would take over as the leader of the Petra. No. Petra. Petra. Petra? Petra before Crow. Petra before Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Petra before or the, te the Techians could like stand on each other's shoulders and become one super Techian. <laughs> You've been watching too much anime. <laughs> I mean, I Petra's not really related though. Is it like something that like has to be bloodline or I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's, 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 it's interesting. <laughs> At work. <laughs> There's only been one awoken queen. They they haven't had to have a, a second coronation ceremony ever, so it right. would just be unprecedented, regardless. There you have it. Yeah. And there we go. Well, All right. A lot of questions, but what yeah. we do know is that Spider is in a whole heap of trouble, and he for sure is going to go He's away. In deep doo -doo. It's not permanent. It may not be permanent, but all right are we ready to move know. on I, I think they might but are yeah, you ready sally ready. thank you yeah, so much uh as always some good food for thought and it is time for our next segment which is the you guessed it non-destiny media consumption non-destiny media consumption go 
Green Stego. We, for Halloween, we watched Paranorman. Oh, wow, you're going way back. Yeah. Well, it's been three weeks. It has been, okay. yeah. So you have to, you're going to list everything we've watched in the past three weeks? That's no, I'm just saying. It's, it's a, a lot of it's stuff. It's a fun thing that we watched. It's a fun thing that we watched. Cut me some slack. Let me ask you this. Could Paranorman actually become an annual tradition? I think it makes the list for, like, the the annual tradition movies that like we barely watch any movie every year we usually just shuffle it up yeah yeah Yeah. paranorman there's a lot of like that about paranorman Mm -hmm. i think we watched it together at some point it's by um leica studios it's about a little boy who can see dead people Sounds and this, communicate this premise, and it's like them. a stop go animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. All right, go on, Green Stego. I'm sorry I gave you a hard time. Uh, been playing Animal Crossing 2.0. Mm-hmm. They just recently released the uh, latest update for Animal Crossing, and it's great. And we also watched the the movie Dune, which was fun. Hey! We did that last night. We did that last night. We had a dune party last so night. It was great. Dune date? We were, a dune we were date. Right. Well, Dan, what did we call our dune date? Uh, did we not call, just call it dune date? No. We had like a whole name for it. <laughs> oh, a matinee with Timothée Chalamet. <laughs> oh my god that is what it was yes can't believe I forgot Uh, you can imagine all the dune themed birthday parties that are happening now too since that's come out Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean dune spice cakes yeah maybe anyway here we go everyone's having carrot cake lately yeah. Did y'all like the Dune? Oh, it was great. We liked it. We're ready for part I, two I'm already. So, yeah. I was ready for the next one. So, so good. Well done. It was done. almost yeah. the first thing you said to me this morning. Yeah. I, I just want it. <laughs> I, I want more. I want Dune part two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Dune I wish they like, had made it a series almost. I know the book is very long. Yeah. Um, well, I played, uh, I've been playing a lot of Game Pass games. Uh, A couple that I remember are Boyfriend Dungeon, which is 50% uh, dating simulator, 50% dungeon crawler. And uh, it was great. (laughs) It's very funny. Wow, that sounds great. (laughs) And then the other one was called Unpacking, and that is... um, completely an unpacking simulator here um but it's also a masterful way of uh environmental storytelling and uh i really enjoyed it and beautiful pixel art but you're basically just going through um and taking out items out of boxes and placing them she was almost literally she she was like emotionally blown away 
by unpacking. I can say that when I came home that day and you had like tried unpacking and you played it for a few hours, you were just like really out of it because it just like it oh just, my like, gosh i'm out of it like 90 percent of the time i would not I know, but it just it obviously unpacking. affected you yes i think it was you. very well done i did say it was massive she had an emotional response to it it was i'm looking forward to playing it myself yes it's very good unpacking and both of those are on game pass right now Yeah, yeah, we, we kind of put a our Game Pass on hiatus for just the all I know, I wasn't on. I wasn't talking to you. I know, I know. you gave up on viewers. <laughs> we didn't give up on it. We just <laughs> didn't feel like we could like commit to it. Like and like not take full advantage of it, but um <clears throat> Yeah, there's some talk in chat about uh uh, whether they kill Mara or Petra, I just ask, who would you rather they kill, Petra or Mara? I well, Richard I'm... said if they kill Petra, we quit, and I, I think yeah. I'm, I, I can agree with that statement. Yeah, um, I, I, I'd rather see Mara go. Yeah. I guess I would love Mara. I would definitely rather prefer to Mara, be a, Mara. like Mar, like a martyr type thing. Like she actually, for once, does like gives up her power to help the greater good. Right. I think that would be kind of a cool, if not cliche, but I would, <laughs> I would enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Richard says spider. <laughs> Neither of them yeah, spider. spider yeah. It's a, it's a possibility. We're all flying yeah. with spider, spider defender. Who wants yeah. to defend spider after what he did to Clint? I mean, Clint and crow. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Sallybug, any non-Destiny media consumption outside of um, we watch Dune? We watch Dune. We're dabbling in in some like seventies slash eighties British. I, I mostly eighties, right? Yeah, eighties and nineties British British crime crime. Yeah, dramas very very some ones we've never seen before. It's just like like Wycliffe like, and what's the other one we watched? Uh, oh, with Wycliffe. the. T- Oh, the two, oh, Rose or something like that, was it? Rose and Malone. Rose and Malone, that was it. That's really Malone, good. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're pretty good. They're, and we couldn't put our finger on who was playing the part of Malone until you realized it was the crazed genius taxi driver taxi from driver Sherlock. Taxi driver from the first, yeah. right, from oh, that first episode so of good. Sherlock. Was like, and he's great. He's the, what a great actor. I forget yeah, what his name is. Really but. good. So, yeah, and it, and it's it it's kind of like the easy listening of TV, right? You can just sit on the couch and watch it and not feel like you're, um, you know, you're. It's not committed. Overwhelming. Yeah, it's not overwhelming you in any way emotionally. So, yeah. so it's kind of nice yeah. to veg out to it and just. And British, I prefer the British dramas because I feel like the acting's just so much better. But that's just my bias. Yeah, Richard would probably disagree, 
But anyway, uh, yeah, I watched, uh, I, I'm going to put a plug in for an interesting documentary. If you're into sort of the history of goth and camp and all that stuff, um, Tubi is your number one free source with nicely spaced commercials that don't interrupt the content like some other streaming services. Um, I watched a documentary called Mansfield 6667, which is kind of half documentary, half performance art. And it's about the last days of Jane Mansfield, the actress, um, and how bizarre her life actually was, especially towards the end before a tragic car accident in 1967. Really worthwhile, um, especially if you like David Lynch and that sort of thing. He's interviewed in it, as well as Kenneth Onger, who is the famous avant-garde sort of weird film, original cult film maker. He did a lot of really bizarre short films in the 50s and 60s um, that was part of the beatnik culture. Anyway, he's interviewed as well, and um, yeah, Mansfield 6667. And I think that's it. I think we're ready to wrap this episode up. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Episode 44, and we are back in the saddle with our live YouTube broadcast and our archived audio. Uh, We'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. Especially Richard, who always is a pleasure to have in chat. And Richard, you're always welcome to jump in on voice, too, if you feel like chatting with us. Join us live every other Saturday at 7 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And uh, you can listen to the archived audio anywhere you get your podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter if you have the guts at Paracasualp. So until next time... It's goodbye from all of us here at the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.